Yo, how's it going, everybody? It's Snow Eldridge from the Eldridge Podcast, and we are back for episode 33. And so this is two in one day. We're bringing you a special. So March Madness is still going on. We're just going to pick up right where we left off. So, so far today, so the games for today are Oregon and Iowa, Oklahoma and Gonzaga, uh, Abilene Christian and UCLA, Ohio and Creighton, LSU and Michigan, Colorado and Florida, Florida State, Maryland and Alabama, and then USC and Kansas. So just to pull up the scores here, we already talked about the Oregon-Iowa game, but just in case you guys missed it, it was 95-80. to 80. If you guys want to see my reaction to the score and how everyone played, etc., I did not actually watch the game. I saw some highlights and the score and looked over the box score and stuff like that. But if you want to see my reaction to that game, check out last episode, episode 32. So, but yeah, Oregon did beat Iowa. It was an upset. But moving on to the next game here that just finished about five, ten minutes ago was the Gonzaga game. And I don't know if you guys say Gonzaga, Gonzaga. I say Gonzaga. I don't really know what's right. But 87 to 71. I mean, I watched most of the game. I watched uh, like the last four minutes of the first half and then the entire second half. Oklahoma played pretty good, man. I mean, they had their chances, kept it pretty close. Uh, Gonzaga's just too good. It's just one of those things. I mean, Oklahoma State has a Cade Cunningham. You know what I mean? And. Sometimes you just have that one player that they just can't stop. Gonzaga's got like five of those guys. Not five Cade Cunninghams, but like just five guys. Like, okay, you're stopping him. We're just going to go to him then. I mean, like it's just they're so fun to watch. Their ball movement is unbelievable. Like they, they are very good. Uh, it was 46 to 34 at halftime. Gonzaga was up. Oklahoma kept it closer closer in the second half. It was 41-37. Gonzaga won the second half. Final score, 87-71. Gonzaga gets the dub. I expected this. Um, Last episode, I predicted Gonzaga to win the game. So, yeah, so far, predictions are going pretty well. I predicted Iowa to beat Oregon. I did not say that in last episode because by the time I did last episode, the game was already done. But just to do the rest of my games, I did do some of these in last episode. So if you want to see that, check it out. But Abilene Christian and UCLA, I'm going with UCLA. Probably a pretty close game. Um, Maybe UCLA by seven. Let's go with that. Ohio and Creighton, I'm going to go with Ohio in a really, really close game. I'm going to go like Ohio by two. LSU and Michigan, I'm going to go with Michigan. Mm, I'm going to go Michigan by eight. Then Colorado, Florida State, I'm going to go Colorado by four. Then Maryland and Alabama. I'm going to go Alabama in a blowout. Alabama by 11. USC and Kansas. Ooh. This is an interesting one. This is right about the time where Kansas would choke. Because they choke every year. I don't like either team. Not cheering for either team. Maybe I'm cheering for USC a little bit. But I'm a Notre Dame fan. Um, I'm going to go Kansas. I'm going to go Kansas by five. Kansas by five. So we're going to have to come back to these predictions and see how I did. But I'm going with – I went with Gonzaga, which was correct. I'm going with UCLA, Ohio, Michigan, Colorado, Alabama, and Kansas. Those are my final answers. 
we'll see what happens. But U- USC's got a chance to get the dub. So don't sleep on USC. Do not sleep on USC. But going back to the Oklahoma-Gonzaga game, um, there was this layup by number 12. What is his last name? Looks like Reaver. I can't really read it in this video. He was really good, though, that point guard for Oklahoma. I didn't know a ton about him. Let me see if I can find in the – I'll have to go on ESPN to see the box score. But, yeah, honestly, like, it was just one of those things that wasn't like, oh, my God, Oklahoma played terrible. Like, they just gave up the game. Like, it was just Gonzaga was better, and it's just – it happens, bro. (laughs) It it happens. So I'm trying to find the – there we go. Gonzaga-Oklahoma game. Yeah, final score once again, 87-71. Austin Reeves was his name. He had 27 points, 11 for 17, 4 for 4 from the free throw line. Their leading score, leading score for Gonzaga was Drew Timmy. Drew Tim? I don't know how to pronounce the last names. I'm not going to lie, guys. I did not pay a ton of attention to college basketball this year. I will say that. But 30 points, 9 for 12 from field goal range, 12 for 14 from the free throw line. He was all over the free throw line. And the stash is just legendary. I want to see that guy from Gonzaga match up with the guy from Loyola Chicago. That would just be legendary. Leader in rebounds for Oklahoma was Elijah Harkless with nine rebounds, six defensive rebounds, three offensive rebounds. Uh, same guy, Drew Tim, Drew Timmy, 13 rebounds, seven defensive rebounds, six offensive rebounds. Assisting-wise, Kirk Kuath, once again, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, from Oklahoma, four assists, no turnovers. And then Drew Tim again, man, four assists, one turnover. Just killed it. Led them in every statistical category. But, yeah, I mean, Gonzaga just outplayed him, man. I mean, 30-13-4 from Tim. I mean, dude's just killing it, bro. And they only played seven guys, believe it or not. Like, they literally only played seven guys. That's pretty ridiculous from Gonzaga. I mean, Oklahoma only played eight, so. And I guess your rotation shortens in March Madness. But, yeah, shooting-wise, I mean, Oklahoma shot 0.9% better from field goal range. Three-point-wise, uh, about 5% better from Gonzaga. And then free throw, Oklahoma shot terrible from free throw, 66.7%. So they shot 8 for 12. Gonzaga shot 23 for 26, which is 88.5%. But that's just way more free throws. I mean, more than double attempted free throws. So Oklahoma did not get to the line that much. But, yeah, Oklahoma didn't play bad, man. I mean, it's just – it's tough. Gonzaga is just really good. There's there's nothing you can do, man. So, all right. But that's going to do it for that game. But one last – sorry, one last thing about that game. That point guard, Reeves, that he had this layup. And it was on Tim, too. He crosses over uh, left to right, drives in. Kind of goes up like he's going to go up with his right hand. Number 24 comes up to block it and switches over to the left and switches over to the right. Goes up and under number 24 for the layup. Makes it foul and one. So pretty, I mean, I know I didn't explain that very well, but please look up the video. Or if you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. Pretty nice layup right there. But all right, those are my picks for college basketball, March Madness, and... Yeah, we'll see what happens. Those are only the games today, by the way. So, all right, moving on to the next topic here. This is from uh, Fadeaway World, an Instagram account. This is NBA Rumors. Shout out to CJ. He sent this to me. 
said the Lakers could land Miles Turner for Montrez Harrell, Marcus Saul, and Wesley Matthews. The Lakers are one of a few teams in the running for Pacers center Miles Turner, and while it remains to be seen what kind of offer the Pacers will get for him, Harrison Fagan, Feigen of Silver Screen and Roll outlined one potential deal that could work for both sides. Turner to the Lakers for Montrez Harrell, Marcus Saul, and Wesley Matthews. Credit to Silver Screen and Roll. This is... I... Oh, man. I was talking to my... I was talking to one of my friends about it, and it was just, uh, it's a tough, it's tough, man. Looking at the stats, Turner's averaging 3.4 blocks per game, which would just be great for us. I'm interested in Turner, and I want Turner, but I don't want to give up Montrez Harrell. So look, I don't know what the Pacers want, but I would love to get a deal done with Marcus Gasol, Wesley Matthews, Caruso, and some picks, uh, second rounders, of course. Or, I mean, Caruso, Wesley Matthews, Marcus Saul, Alfonso McKinney, and some picks. Or, I mean, I definitely want to give up Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul and Wesley Matthews are dead to me. I, I, I don't want them on my team anymore. Um, reason I'm willing to give up Caruso, I talked about this in past episodes. It looks like he's going to get about $10 million on the market per year, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, but God bless him, man. Good for him. He's going to get some good money on the market. We just can't afford to pay him that. So I say we trade him now before his, his deal is up after the season. So I'm cool with Caruso, Wesley Matthews, Marcus Saul, and second rounders or same deal. And you just add in Alfonso McKinney. And I know you're like, dude, you're getting rid of your whole roster. I don't care about that because we keep Harrell and we still have, um, buyout guys that we can go get, but I don't know if that deal works money wise. Because I think Harrell's contract helps get the deal done. So I don't know. I would do Harrell for Miles Turner straight up. I would do that. It's just close, man. I don't know. Turner's better and younger. I think Harrell's 27 and he, uh, Miles Turner, I looked it up, is 24. It's just, it's really, really close. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, Wesley Matthews and Marcus are dead to me. So you can throw them in the deal. And I'm cool throwing Caruso in there because we can't pay him. But, oh man, it's just tough. I really like Harold and I want to keep him, but it's just tough. He's a six, eight center. You know what I mean? And it's just tough to do that. Uh, Turner's a better shooter, better defensively. Uh, yeah. Mid range and three point better shooter. He's taller. He's more athletic. He's faster. He's younger. He is getting paid more, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the only thing Harold really beats him in is probably effort, energy, like that attitude, passion, but I mean, I know I just named like four things, but which are all kind of the same thing, but not that Turner has a bad attitude or isn't passionate about the game of basketball. Like Turner's good. So I just, maybe I do this deal. I don't know, man. My friend was kind of talking me into it. At first I was like, hell no. But now I'm thinking about it, man. Cause Wesley Matthews and Gasol are just garbage. I mean, I don't want them on my team anymore. Maybe I, you know what? I do this deal. Final, final answer. At first, I was like, hell no, we're not doing this deal. I'm doing this deal because Wesley Matthews and Gasol are that bad. I'm doing this deal. Miles Turner, welcome to the Lakers. <laughs> but I, I would love Miles Turner and the Lakers, man. But all right, moving on to the next topic here. So this was a pretty crazy stat. It was during the Gonzaga game. So Gonzaga has won 50 
5-0 straight games when leading at halftime. It's the longest active streak in Division I right now. I believe it, man, but holy moly, that is ridiculous. So yeah, they led at halftime, and they got the dub, so that streak is up to 51 now. That's just ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, congratulations to CP3 Chris Paul uh, for getting up to 6th. In or no, he got well, he's been at sixth uh for assists all time, but he got his 10,000th assist last night, so he's sixth all time uh in total assists. He posted on Instagram, Blessed beyond measure, blessed beyond measure, appreciate all the love. Just know I'm forever grateful to be mentioned amongst these legends. Hashtag can't give up now. And then Carmelo put point god, Trey Young put point god, everyone was putting point god. Just go over all-time leaders, just regular season in total assists. Number one, John, Sto- John Stockton with 15,806 assists. Number two, Jason Kidd with 12,091. Number three, Steve Nash with 10,335. Number four, Mark Jackson with 10,334. Magic Johnson, number five, with 10,141. And Chris Paul with 10,000. Uh, and he's still playing. Oscar Robertson, number seven, with 9,887, and LeBron James with 9,669. So, I mean, Stockton, Kidd, Nash, Jackson, Johnson, and Robertson aren't playing anymore. Chris Paul and LeBron still are at six and eight. Chris Paul will not catch Jason Kidd, uh, but he can catch Magic. He's only 141 away from Magic, so 141 to tie, 142 to beat him. He's 334 behind Mark Jackson to tie. 334 to, or 335 to beat him, but if he gets 335, he ties with Nash, 336 to beat him. So to get in third all-time, he would need 336 more assists. Let's see how many assists he's averaging per game. We're going to have to do some math today. So first, we're going to look up how old is Chris Paul. <clears throat> 34, I believe. 35. Wow. All right, Chris Paul is 35 years old, so he is up there, but let's check out his stats this season because I honestly I'm gonna say he's averaging seven assists eight we'll go with eight final answer uh nine wow okay so he's averaging 8.8 but you know around here we round up to nine so if man so he can catch Magic Jackson and Nash but to get Kid, he would have to get 2,091 to tie 2,092 to beat him. That's playing at a high level for like another four years, and I just don't think he can do that. I mean, he'd be 39 or 40, and I just don't think he can do that. But he could get third very easily and then get a good lead at third. I mean, think about it. If he gets 1,000 more assists, he'd have 11,000. So he'd be about a little over 1,000 behind Kid at two, but a big enough lead on Nash. He'd, he'd be about 700 in front of Nash. And remember, all those guys are retired except for him and LeBron. So he'd have a pretty great lead right there. So, but yeah, shout out to Chris Paul, man. He really is the point god. There was a short period of time that I didn't like him when he was on Houston, but he's one of my favorite players in the league. Always has been, except for that time in Houston. But all right, we're going to talk about my Dallas Cowboys. Oh boy. All right, so... Ezekiel Elliott's contract, $12.4 million, and Jalen Smith's contract, $7.2 million, have now become fully guaranteed if they didn't restructure anything. Today was the day, or maybe it was, maybe it was yesterday. I think it was today. But anyways, 
Uh, without details of Keanu Neal's contract, the Cowboys have now $12.5 million in cap space per Tata Archer. Still enough to get some quality defensive free agents. Totally agree. Um, it looks like safety-wise, so we're going to move Keanu Neal down to weak side linebacker, which I'm cool with. I kind of wanted him to play safety. The only problem with that is now we need a safety. But, uh, yeah, I'd say Keanu Neal can play linebacker, and Dan Quinn has worked with him before, so he knows what he's doing. I trust Dan Quinn in that. Uh, we're looking at DeMonte – oh, my gosh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's DeMonte Kazee and Malik Hooker. They're both coming off Achilles injuries. I'm I'm really good with either one. I mean, I think Hooker's better. I think he's more talented. I think he's the better safety. But Kazee has worked with Dan Quinn and knows his defense, and it wouldn't have to be, oh, he's got to learn it and all of that. Let's check ages here. I want to see what maybe if that matters because they're both coming off serious injuries. I mean, Malik Hooker's 24. Let's see. Monte Kazee, he is 27. Okay, I'm definitely going Malik Hooker. Definitely going Malik Hooker. I know Kazee knows the defense, and I'm still cool if we get him, but I'm going Hooker if I had to choose between the two. All right, moving on to the next topic here. So this is from the Game Day NFL on Instagram. This is their power post-free agency power rankings uh, for the NFL says, with most of the big names and free agency off the board, we've updated our power rankings for the 2021 NFL season. Who's too high? Who's too low? All right. This is going to be my reaction to it. I'm not going to do my full list. And I think it's a little too early. There's still some quality free agents out there like Jadavion Clowney, Kazee, Hooker. There's still some good guys out there. So um, who's the – oh, my gosh. Who's the corner? He just played for the Titans. They released him. Oh, my gosh. What's his name? It's killing me. What is his name? He's young. He's good. No one really knows why they released him. I have to look it up. It's bugging me. Titans cornerbacks. What is that guy's name? I'm not going to stop until I find him. Oh my gosh. It's killing me. The Giants are interested in him. We've talked about him before. I'm just going to look up Giants free agency rumors. Because he's been rumored to go there. Adore Jackson. There we go. He's another good free agent who I've seen he might go to the Chiefs or the Giants. He would be huge for either team. He'd be huge wherever he goes. But anyways, back to the task at hand. Number one, they have the Kansas City Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I think they're number two, not number one. I'd have the Buccaneers number one. I mean, they brought everyone back except for Antonio Brown, and he still might come back. They got the same roster going into next year. I mean, the, the, you how can you not put them number one? So Buccaneers number one, I go Chiefs number two. They have Rams number three. I don't know about that, man. I just can't put them number three right now. I don't know how Stafford's going to fit, you know? Number three, I would go the Buffalo Bills. I would go... Buffalo Bills is number three, and they are five on their list. So here, I'll just go through their top eight, and then I'll relist it. So number one, Chiefs, number two, Buccaneers, number three, Rams, number four, Packers, number five, Buffalo Bills, number six, Baltimore Ravens, number seven, San Francisco 49ers, and number eight, Seattle Seahawks. So the way I would do this is I would go Buccaneers one, Chiefs two, Bills three, Packers four, 
Rams five. Hmm. That's where it gets tough. Niners six. Browns seven. Ravens eight. So the difference between ours is I have one and two flipped. They have Chiefs, then Buccaneers. I have Buccaneers, then Chiefs. Then they have the Rams at three. Instead, I have the Bills at three. Then we both have the Packers at four. So I basically flipped the Rams and the Bills. I have the Rams at five and the Bills at three. They have the Rams at three and the Bills at five. Then number six, I have the Niners. They have the Ravens. At seven, I have the Browns. They have the Niners. Then eight, I have the Niners. They have the Seahawks. So then moving on to the next few, they have Browns at nine, Colts at 10, Cardinals at 11, Titans at 12, Dolphins at 13, Chargers at 14, Cowboys at 15, Patriots at 16. Ooh, this is an interesting, this is tough, man. All right, so I moved the Browns up there. So I'm going to go number nine. I'm going to go with the Colts. Really like the Colts, man. They're going to have the best offensive line in the league. Wentz is going to be good again. As long as they re-sign T.Y., they're going to be good. That's another free agent who could go somewhere and be a big impact. So I'm going to go Colts at nine. Cardinals and Seahawks, man. Ooh, this is tough. I'm going to go Cardinals nine. Or sorry, sorry. Colts nine, Cardinals 10, Seahawks 11. So they have Seahawks at eight. I have them at 11. Then, man, it gets tough here. I'm going to go, so they have Titans at 12, Dolphins at 13. I'm cool with that. I just don't know who, this is tough. Who would I, oh, man. I'm going to go Titans 12, Dolphins 13. So I'll agree with that. I'm going to go Patriots 14 instead of the Chargers Oh, no. Hold on. The Patriots, man. That's that's interesting. You know what? I'm switching it. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Number 12, we're going Patriots. 13, we're going Titans. 14, we're going... No, no. 13, we're going Dolphins. 14, we're going Titans. So, sorry for the confusion. Patriots, 13. Titans... Gee, I'm... Jesus, this is bad. Okay. Patriots, 12. <laughs> Patriots, 12. Dolphins 13, Titans 14. And they had Titans 12, Dolphins 13, Chargers 14. I mean, you might as well go to Instagram right now to look up this list. It's on the Game Day NFL Instagram just to follow up with this. Okay, so now we're down to 15 where they have the Cowboys. And, dude, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I don't know. We're the 15th best team in the league? I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm going to go. Are the Chargers better than us? That's the question. Are the Chargers better than us? It's really, really close. I'll go Cowboys over Chargers, but that doesn't mean we're going to be at 15. Okay, I'm going to go Vikings at 15. Vikings at 15. Cowboys 16. Chargers So I'll put the Chargers at 17, but then we got to go on to the next thing. So 17 through 24, they had Vikings 17, Saints 18, Steelers 19, Raiders 20, 
Washington football team, 21. Atlanta Falcons, 22. Cincinnati Bengals, 23. And Carolina Panthers, 24. So I'm going to go with, oh man, I'm going to go Chargers or Steelers. I'm going to go Chargers, 17. No, no, no. Saints, 17. Chargers, 18. Raiders, 19. Oh, man, (laughs) this is tough. Because I like the Washington football team, dude. I do. I really do. I don't know if Fitzpatrick's going to work out and all that. But I like the Washington football team. And I would actually put them way higher than they have them. So I wish I had a list and I was writing it down. That would, be, that would have been the smart thing to do. But of course, I did not do that. So I'm going to go with... So we'll, we'll just keep it like that. So I went Chargers 17. Or no, I went Saints 17, Chargers 18, Raiders 19, Steelers 20, but we got to switch that up. I think Washington football team's better. So we're going to go Washington football team at 19, Raiders at 20, Steelers at 21. Then we'll go Falcons 22, Bengals 23. Who did I take out? And Panthers 24. So I agree with them in that. Moving on to that, I think I messed up there, but moving on to the next one, 25 through 32. I'm just going to reorder these because I think I was missing a team there, but they had Chicago Bears, New York Giants, or sorry, Chicago Bears at 25, Denver Broncos at 26, New York Giants at 27, New York Jets at 28, Detroit Lions at 29, Philadelphia Eagles at 30, Jacksonville Jaguars at 31, Houston Texans at 32. Okay. I'm going to start from the bottom on this one. 32, so who will be the worst team in the league this year? I am going to go with the Detroit Lions. So Detroit Lions are going to be 32. They have them at 29. So Lions at 32. Hmm, this is tough. Lions at 32. Jaguars at 31, so I agree. Oh, man. No, Jaguars got some... No, Jaguars got some good receivers. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. Texans at 32. Oh, my gosh. They have Texans at 32. Lions at 32. It's tough because I'm looking at their list, guys. So I'm going to go Lions at 32. Then I'm going to go Texans at 31 instead of the Jaguars. Then I'm going to go with the Jets at 30. Then the ooh, the Jaguars at 29. The Eagles at 28. And then Bears 27. Broncos 26. Giants 25. This was very hard. I don't even know if I did it the way I wanted to. Next time, we're going to literally do this next episode. I'm going to write down how I rank these teams because that's going to be so much easier. I'll just get a pen and paper, write it all out, list them all out. I'll have it prepared before I begin the episode, and that will be way, 
way, way easier. But moving on to the next topic here. Ian Rappaport says he believes that Antonio Brown will re-sign with the Buccaneers, but thinks the only way Antonio Brown would go to Seattle is if they offered him good money, which he then followed up by saying not incentive-based. Honestly, I think the Seahawks are stupid enough to give him crazy money, and I think he's dumb enough to leave the Buccaneers. So I'm going to say Antonio Brown goes to the Seahawks. Call me crazy. I know he's boys with Tom Brady, and the smart thing to do is stay with the Buccaneers and take a cheap deal, but I think he's trying to get a lot of money, and I'm going to say he goes to the Seahawks. Moving on to the next topic here. This is trending. The Denver Nuggets have interest in trading for Lonzo Ball. And then I did like this. This was from Ball Brothers today on Instagram. He put, people say Lonzo's a bust, but seems like half the league's interested in him. Totally agree. Of course they're interested in him. He's a good defender, a good passer, a good teammate. He's young, still with some potential, and he's shooting a lot better from three this season. Everyone wants to talk about Lonzo can't shoot. He's such a bad shooter. Yeah, he was. Not anymore, dude. What are you talking about? Look, let's look at Lonzo's stats this season. Like he's a he's one of the best passers in the league. I don't care what anyone says. He's the best pass, one of the best passers in the league. Sorry, not the best, but um. Yeah, he's one of the best passers in the league. You can't really argue that. So he's averaging, yeah, 14, 4, and 6, bro. Like, he's doing solid. Let's see. I want to see what he's shooting from three, because that's what everyone wants to give him crap about. He's shooting 39% from three. He's shooting 35 for his career. He's shooting 39. This is the best he's shot in his career. 39%, bro. 39%. I mean, what's the next argument, guys? 39% from three. He's still 23 years old, guys. We got to give this kid a chance. Lakers. Yo, Lakers. Go get Lonzo. I would love Lonzo back. I love Schroeder. Schroeder. I love him. Uh, and Lonzo would come off the bench. I would love Lonzo as our backup point guard. I mean, dude, let's give him Caruso and Wesley Matthews. Caruso and Marcus Gasol. I do Caruso, Wesley Matthews, and Gasol. How about that? That's how much I want Lonzo. Because he's a better defender than Caruso. Just as, if not more athletic. Taller. Better shooter. I, mean, I don't think really Caruso beats Lonzo in anything except for just the same thing with Harrell and Turner effort. Um, and I love Caruso, man. But I say we go get Lonzo. The only thing is, let's check his contract because that might be the thing. Because I was like, why are the Pelicans just giving up on Lonzo Ball? Like, why do they want to trade him so bad? It might be that they're like, we don't want to pay him that much and we're scared we're going to lose him. So let's see. He is, so his contract is. Let's see. So he's making eight million in 2019 and 2020, 2020 to 2021. He's making 11 million, and then that looks like QO. I don't. I do not know what QO stands for. I have no idea. I mean, guys, he's only been in the league three years. So this is the 2020 2021 season. He's making 11 million this year, and then it says he has a QO. Of 14 million. I'm sorry. I do not know what QO stands for. It looks like... It looks like a QO, but maybe it's CO, club option, 
exercised. So it was exercised in 2019 and 2020. So I think they get to choose to keep him or not. And then he's a restricted free agent after. So that's interesting. So maybe you can keep him one more year afterwards. I really don't know how that works. And if you keep him, he makes 14 million. So maybe they're just scared they'll lose him for nothing. But uh, yeah, he's still in his rookie deal. I would love to have Lonzo, man. Lakers get it done. The Lakers haven't been listed as one of the teams who are interested in him. The teams I'm hearing are Nuggets, Hawks, Warriors. There's another one in there. Bulls. Nuggets, Hawks, Warriors, Bulls. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know who's going to get him. I think he... Like, the best fit for him is the Bulls. Where do I think he'll go? I'm going to say the Bulls. Best fit. I think they'd be willing to give the most up. They're trying to make a playoff push. I think he'd play good next to Levine or Kobe White or just coming off the bench. So, we'll see what happens. But, sorry, I know we went a little over time in today's episode. But, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. This is the second episode of the day. If you missed the first one earlier today, go ahead and check that out. But I will see you guys all tomorrow in the next episode. Thank you guys all for listening. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. I will see you guys later. Peace out.